she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. A great big hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, long-term business and leadership coach and your host here for the pod. And I've got another really cool guest to talk to today. Um, as I've been doing, I've been telling you a little bit kind of how I know the guests and why I've got them to come, you know, and said, and you know, put the invitation out and hopefully they say yes. No one said no to me yet, Elle. So I think I'm on a, <laughs> I'm ticking, you know, the few boxes, right? But yeah. Elle Steele is my guest today. I'm going to share her bio in a moment. But Elle and I have kind of been following each other online for a little bit and got some awareness of our work. And I feel like yeah. in the kind of probably the last year or so, I've become more aware of what you're doing and just kind of seeing you kind of shine and blossom in a different way. And I was like, <laughs> I want to know more about this chick. Like, well, let's find out more about your story and get you on the podcast. And, you know, having inspiring conversations for the kind of ambitious souls of the world is really what we're all about and looking at leadership and and thriving. So, you know, you're definitely well and truly, you know, <laughs> part of this completely. So let me talk about or introduce you from a bio perspective, the official introduction, and then we'll get into some juicy conversation. So Elle Steele is a five-time Australian swimming representative, Paralympian and gold medalist. All the big things right at the front there, right? (laughs) Who now works in personal development space as the self-believe agent, which I love that so much. When I saw you uh, like launch your club, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Energy healer and motivational speaker. Born with a congenital disability called arthrogryposis. I think I got an L, did I? Yeah. Elle's yeah, life has been full of moments of great joy and sadness due to the con- continual changes in her physical capabilities. Living on the surf coast in Victoria, Elle's life mission is to show others that despite all the heartache we may face, if we can begin or we, if we can be brave to heal our hearts, the ripple effect of this will help to heal the world. I love that. And like when I see you sharing pics of you going like going to the beach and challenging all of the crap that could stop other people from even considering going I'm like yes go girl like it's very yeah, it's, cool. it's always been just a thing in my family I think you know that it's different when I'm born with my disability yeah and I'm it was never an option not to just do all the things that I could do there's been definite discussions over the years as you know and my body has changed about what I can and can't do and the and yeah. also the um the like how how much I can do of certain yes. things, but yeah, like it's my family has always been just about like getting in and having a go, and we'll yeah. work it out. You know, like we've got a holiday house in East Gippsland, which 
you can only get in by boat and me trying to get in and out of the boat over the last 10 years has progressively got more awkward but you know it's always I try and do it as most you know the most graceful downward dog as I can on the jetty. (laughs) I love it I love it but it sounds like you know that despite everything you've experienced you've got a can-do attitude and it sounds like your family were a great support in that which we don't always have that you know no matter what our circumstances are we don't always have an environment where we're encouraged to give it a go and see what happens so has that been a part of why kind of you've settled on this not settled but maybe come to this whole you know genius space of self-belief is your kind of mission in the world it's really funny because I I've had a really like I've I've don't I mean lots of people talk about how 2022 was a really crappy year I don't think that it was a bad year but there were lots of dark nights of the soul for me um and I uh, so much of it was just peeling and peeling and peeling layers and layers and layers of the onion and asking myself what is the thing that I actually talk about the most what am I trying to instill in my clients where and and what am what am I kind of relentless at? And yeah. or, you know, what's this relentlessness to always find every little angle towards my goal? Okay, that doesn't work right. So like let's move around this way and try a little tweaking. I'd tweak everything. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of discovered that it was actually self-belief. And then okay. talking to a really good friend of mine, we were like, oh, the self-belief agent. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah, this makes so the, much sense. Sense, yeah. But the self-belief club had been my, my five or six years ago had been my first ever internet like collaborative thing that I did and I brought it back. So I I had a an influencer campaign where I was basically trying to get to know different people on Instagram because I didn't know many people. And so I invited all these people to be part of the self-belief club. I interviewed them and on yeah. my website were all these amazing interviews from people who had self-belief and inspiring businesswomen. Um and then last year I went away to Uluru and I asked, I deleted my my quite large mailing list on the Lionsgate because I was like, nah, I'm done with all the energy of these people. And and then I kept on getting all these weird messages from people and at the top of the message on the Instagram, I hadn't heard from these people for so long, were my self-belief club messages that I'd sent to them randomly. Not randomly, I picked them. And I was like, oh, my God, this this is actually answering what I'm asking source. You know, I'm pushing around Uluru and having these kind of beautiful moments of silentnessness mm-hmm. and that was what was dropping in. And so I came home and started to build the self-belief club. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And so that's been kind of alive now in the world for a little while. How's it all going? Tell us yeah. kind of about, you know, about the self-belief club and who, you know, who's in there. Like is it people that have some self-belief or those that are really just don't feel like they've got any like I think feel like to me it feels like it's probably a space that is inclusive of everybody but yeah yeah about the incredible souls that are in there so it's lots of different people types of people there's business owners healers people muggles you know that don't have business owners or don't kind of everyone kind of has a bit of a um, an indefinite interest in intuition and spirituality in some sort or, you know, wanting to connect more to magic and that kind of stuff because um, that's very me. Um, but it's people who know that they're meant for more. Like, mm-hmm. you know you know when you're meant for more in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself years ago, 
sitting in the backseat of the car driving on, you know, with my parents driving to our holiday house with my earphones in. I've always got my earphones in and listening to music and thinking, I don't want to have a nine to five. Like I don't want to be, I want, I, I want to be, it's not that I want to be someone in the world, but I want to be able to show the world that, that there were people that if they choose, make choice and they decide something that lots of things are possible for them. Um, and so that's really the conversations we have weekly calls. I'm also, um, I'm dropping monthly my healing, my own healing modality in there. So we have an hour of power, my healing modality that I downloaded um, about eight years ago is called power shapes. And we, we have a healing hour of magic yeah. together. Um, and then just recently dropped beams which was another downloaded thing called babes educating and self and mentoring self-belief and there are there are people in the self-belief club and people outside the self-belief club that are going to work with me for the next seven months applications are open at the moment um to come back into the self-belief club and be mentors in there so they're they're learning all this stuff on how they can build their own self-belief but then they'll actually get to implement it into their helping other people so it becomes you know like a whole beautiful big community yeah yeah so it's just feels really magical oh, it's good good and like you've used the word magic a lot right and I remember reading yeah. about this and it wasn't kind of surprised to me to see the word magic but tell me or tell us more about how you came to understand magic in your own world and then we can get into, I've got some questions about like, you know, where that's led to for you. But like when did this whole, I guess, understanding of magic come? Like yeah, when, well, how far back are we going? And how far oh, we're, go- we're, we're going back to like seven years old. I had a, uh, a spiritual experience with Archangel Michael. He came to me and had a conversation with me and I told my parents that that had happened and they were like that couldn't possibly have happened you know I grew up in a kind of semi not a Catholic family but um my my mum was Catholic my dad was Anglican so we had like church and stuff in our in our family early on um yeah and I mean I can see unicorns I used to see unicorns like in the schoolyard I would see spirit and I could see auras I could feel people's energy I would know what mum and dad were going to say in an argument so I could manipulate the conversation Um, and it just became like when I was swimming if that kind of became second secondary to wanting to be the Paralympian and then when I became injured and I couldn't swim as much as I wanted to anymore I went to all these Western medicine doctors and they told me that the pain that was in my shoulder was in my head so as a last resort kind of I went to a spiritual healer and she helped me to open my intuition up and and learn more about um, energy healing and 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 all of that kind of part of me and, and you know, realising that the unicorns that I could see were source coming to me in a way that like a little kid could understand. And yeah, But I'm like obsessed with Harry Potter and <laughs> fantasy and I had the Harry Potter YouTube ambience videos on today, Gryffindor Common Room, you know, like I'm, I'm a very immersive person. So, yeah. Well, why not? Like, and if you've got a fabulous imagination, why not throw yourself all in? I think it just brings such a, 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 you know, when we live in a very creative way, it can be so beneficial on so many levels. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Very, very cool. So, yes, yeah, so it really has been most of your life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
one of the things you said you were, you'd love to talk about was, you know, how your psychic abilities have helped you to believe in yourself. So mm. I'd love you to share more of your story about that connection and then how you're supporting those in the self-belief club and just in your community broadly in general who might not be in the club yet but following you to really understand that, you know, all the abilities we've got and how we can use that to really support ourselves, to believe in ourselves. So we've got this hopefully unwavering, expansive, beautiful self-belief. Yeah, it's really, it's so, it's so interesting. So when when our brain, when we're creating our, you know, adult brain, mm. there are different chunks in periods of time when you're process you, you learn to process things differently so that that age from like 17 to 14 or 14 to 21 is a really interesting age in the sense of when you're 7 to 14 you're kind of trying to find your, your gang like the gang that understands you for me it was like um the the op shop wearing grandpa pants band t-shirt girls who all love daniel johns so from silver chair and that was like the you know the acceptance of self and then as i moved into like that older 14 to 21 later it was a spiritual part of me but it was still tr- that finding that self acceptance i believe that self belief is radical self self acceptance mm-hmm. and um when we are fully allowing ourselves to feel full self-belief for ourselves it's 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 that we've made a choice that we don't it's not about not caring what anyone else thinks because I think that's narcissistic but it's about understanding that we are safe and that we trust ourselves enough to express who we truly are in the world and we'll be okay anyway like the the tower is not going to burn down yeah yeah um and I learned that I learned that probably multiple ways and I think that 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 source of the universe continued to give me that lesson throughout my whole life but I didn't understand the magic behind it or I didn't understand the repetitiveness of messages or lessons coming through. You know, my swimming career was, um, (laughs) it was amazing but it was pretty up and down. You know, I, I, I would have things happen at the last minute that would stop me from being able to achieve the big dream. So I, when I was 14, a couple of days before the trials, they reclassified me into a different disability block. Oh, yeah. So I dropped yeah. from the three in the world to 20 in the world. Um, and, and there was no way I was going to make the world team. And when I missed out on Athens, my togs or my bathers, so yeah. split, they split. And so I missed out on the, the team by 0.03 of a second. Random kind of things, but yeah. Random things, but like really catalytic moments in my life where I could, like I could make a choice and, I just believe that all of that was leading, all of it has led me to this moment of do you radically accept yourself? You know, I've come into the world in a body that's really controversial. I've been told my whole life that my body is wrong and the way that I live my life is wrong. You know, this medical model of disability, which is it puts the person with the disability as the wrong thing, not the social model of disability where it's the, the world is not accessible to us. And so that's actually the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I when I tapped into my intuition, it gave me this sense that I wasn't alone and I could lean on something that was bigger than me. So first it was Archangel Michael. Then when I tapped more deeply into the starseed part of me and that Palladian part of me, it was my beautiful spirit guide, Onyx. And this spirit guide onyx has led me to tap into parts of 
the universe that I didn't even really, couldn't even really, my brain couldn't conceptualise, um, but I could see it in my mind and I could feel mm-hmm. it in my body and I could, you know, one of, some of the stuff we do in the self-belief club and I've been doing for a long time is activations and which is healing, it's energy yes. healing. Yeah. Um, but I can see blockages and Onyx has a beautiful way of doing these, these group activations where she brings us into a particular space and you can see her, like the girl, the girls or the women or people identified mostly as females in there. Um, but they can see her in the way that she shows herself to them. So sometimes it might be how I see her, which is kind of maleficent but without the crown so she has a shaved head um in quite drapey clothes and sometimes it's just a light for other people but you know it's this it's trusting what's coming through and and not trying to block it straight away that's the that's the difference of kind of opening up to it totally it's such an interesting thing when you work with a group of people and everybody it does get to that space of trusting that whatever comes in for them is their reality and yeah. it's exactly what it's meant to be, even though it might be, like I said, a colour or a shape or a light and someone else has got a fine detailed figure or whatever it is, but they're both right. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, and seeing then the beautiful connection that comes from that group when they can celebrate the differences in what they have seen, understood, what they're taking from that experience rather than going, oh, mine's not like hers, so I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, something that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so powerful when I started to look online and the things that I was seeing when I was going to the Palladian boardroom or the Galactic Federation of Light, I was going there and then I could see people were drawing pictures online and I was like, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, wow. And so that was really, that was really freaky, that yeah. kind of stuff happened. <laughs> but you know, when you start to see, like, we're so grow up in a world where there's so much logic and we're, we're kind of encouraged to find proof and evidence of things being real. I mean, that, that's it, right? That was your mm. opportunity to see that. But I imagine, oh, I know from my own experiences that in the interim where, when before you see that or seek that, it can be like, um, you know, the self-questioning comes in. Oh, yeah. Is this some weird thing? Like what, you know, did I not have enough sleep yesterday or have I, is my blood sugar low? Is there something else going on that is making me kind of feel or sense or see or whatever, something that's not real? Um, yeah. Yeah. When when people are in that space, how do you support them to build that trust so that they can take what is for them, rather than being um, questioning or needing proof or evidence or all the different other things that can get in the way? Yeah. Yeah. It's more like I probably coach them, I guess, into yeah. building trust, um, and we just do it again and again and again and again, um, and and just you know questions like. How do you know it's not true? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's that question that, oh, my God, when you're a teenager, oh, my God, I really don't know if he has a crush on me, if I like, if he likes me. And you're like, but what? But how do you know he doesn't? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's those, exactly. uh, those, I remember girlfriends saying that to me as a teenager. I'm like, oh, yeah, true, actually. How do we not know? Like we automatically, humans automatically go to the less than or the missed out version. Like how do you not know that you're being give, given this incredible gift from source? Mm, mm, I know. And it, it really is that simple, isn't it? I know something yeah. I say often to 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 clients in the context of coaching, it feels like I must have repeated this a billion times, you know, like it's not going to work or this isn't going to happen or, or, you know, they're not going to say yes. I was like, well, have you asked? 
Yeah. Um, and you yeah. get this like blank look of like, what do you mean if I ask? And I was like, well, if you don't ask, it's always no. But if you yeah. do ask, it could be a yes or a maybe or not right now some other time, whatever that context is, whether it's guidance for something or working with someone or whatever. Um, but if you don't ask, it's always no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so far, we're human, humans are hilarious. <laughs> we are very, very interesting souls indeed. So let's come to talk about some business stuff, right? How much of an influence in your view and experience is having this radical, as you said, self-acceptance and self-belief in its relationship to business owners actually getting to experience what they say they want to experience? Like what's the connection? Oh. Yeah. Well, like everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I was like, let's get Elle's take on this. Like I know what my view of it is, but I'd love to hear your kind of a like, few little bits of wisdom from you about this. It's so funny, you know, I think that um, and what I've been talking about with my coach has been we're here to teach the thing that we need the most in our lives. And I know that my thing is that I am a Libran and I'm a bit airy in my mind and I overanalyze things. And because I love learning and I want to just get to the, I want to get to the pinpoint at the bottom of something. Classic mentor teacher archetype was I need to know yeah. everything about all the <laughs> team. Yeah. Well, my whole, whole family of teachers. And, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's really interesting in the sense of how self-belief has kind of come back to be the thing that I'm working through and helping people through and how much that is healing my radical self-acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, and how much it's pushing me into those uncomfortable positions where I'm where I'm gaining such deep self-awareness where I know that I'm basically you know blocking myself from my next evolution Mm -hmm. and so then those beautiful things then can be taught like you're learning all the things that then can be taught so you know it's been I've got a business degree and I worked a lot in sports marketing and um you know, project management and all that kind of stuff. So all of those skills are like, I'm like frothing at, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I know how to do all of that. I can just put it over into the, put it over into this. And, and it's, it's about the, the esoterical things that really like the, that kind of build your business. I, I truly believe that um, you know, building a business is like the the most incredible um, act of feminism because oh, isn't you're, it? you're, you're oh, choosing, that. yeah, you're like really choosing your 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 power as a woman and to be successful and and to bring cash in and to be your your own like you know hero of your life, oh, hero one of your completely. life. And you know, I don't know about you, I I know that I had a very unusual introduction to business because both sets of grandparents were small business owners and my grandmothers both had pivotal roles in the businesses that they were in. Mm. One of them was actively working in her serial entrepreneurial kind of endeavours when I was a child and I got to kind of see her firsthand and work in her retail shops and things. The other one was kind of had retired but would tell me stories about all the things she and my nana and pop had done with their shop wow. and the different things and marketing. And I, there's no doubt in my mind she was the boss with all of that. She pretended she yeah. was, I think she, you know. And then my my dad was in and out of small business. But having that took me even some time after starting my own business to recognise the gift that that had been of seeing women in a time where they were women were not in business because I didn't question yeah. whether I could be or not. Of course. I know, I know like, do my grandmothers were in business? 
you know. Wow, but, that's amazing. Which very, yeah, yeah and very, as you said, like, so when you just said that, it's like, they're, you know, they're real active feminism. Oh, goodness, yes, yeah. I'm that going, yeah. yes, I've got something to contribute and I'm going to do incredible things in the world. I can make a difference and, you know, be my own boss, earn my own money, you know, different things like that. Um, so it's such an incredible opportunity for us as women now. And I love seeing younger women coming through where there's kind of no question in their mind about whether business is a possibility for them mm. yeah, like yeah. as role models for them. Um, yeah. As of course, you don't have to go down a traditional job path if that does not feel right for you. Yeah. yeah. And if, you know, is I was not a very good student. I don't even really know whether I'm a very good employee because I, 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 I want to know why I, I ask the questions. Bureaucracy doesn't sit well with me. You know, I, I was all, and maybe because I was a swimmer, I was always pushing the boundaries. You know, I would, it was always about wanting to break the world records or be the best and, and, and pushing and pushing and pushing. And that's just part of who I am. And so when I've worked in like, I've worked in local government and stuff, it was just never, it was never going to work. No, definitely I, not. You know, like, and I, like, my family laughed because I was watching The Office, the Ricky Gervais office with yes. them once. I just walked into the lounge room when it first came out and they were watching it. And I was like, this is not very good PR for this business. And they're like, it's not real, Elle. And I was like, what? My my work is like that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just not built for that kind of. No, no. And it's so good, isn't it, when you can come to the realisation of what, do, what doesn't work for you and know yeah. that you have a choice to go, there are other pathways here. And I'm going yeah, to try yeah. something different until I kind of land in my sweet spot, if you like, or my, you know, my happy place, my zones of genius and all that. Um, and, yeah, I know now, 18-plus years in business, I would be the worst employee ever. You're trying <laughs> to tell me what to do, fit to a time schedule, I have to go to work between this hour and this hour, put in a leave form to take time off. Like oh. I would just, I would rebel against every single part of that, which is why I think I always knew I was going to end up in business at some point Yeah, in time. Um, yeah. And no matter what that ended up, you know, that's, it's, you know, for a lot of us, it's been a, a huge evolutionary journey of business. It doesn't always flow like we hope it might. Yes. Uh, but, um, but I going back and being an employee just immediately makes me feel stuck and trapped. It's one of my yeah. archetypes immediately shuts down and goes, no, we don't do that. We're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. So interesting, which makes me, kind of leads me to the next question I want to ask you. And you sort of said you were keen to talk about why business owners aren't aren't hitting their targets. So what's your kind of thoughts on that? Because I'm sure that everyone listening would be very curious to know. <laughs> There's so many different viewpoints on this. And I think every one of them is valued, val- valid and valuable to listen to. So I'd love your take on that. You know, I really feel like we, uh, there's so much noise out there, but we 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 are listening to how everyone else is doing it and I and you know I often think when I say these type of things am I you know am I you know cutting my nose off to spite my face am I because I'm sending people away from working with her because I'm like you can do it yourself mm-hmm. um you know it, it is amazing like it's, it's you want to have support and you want to have your beers besties and I've got these two beautiful groups of beautiful women I've been in masterminds in the US who are just like Oh, I love them so much. And I've got my old co-working babes and that I can lean on whenever I, you know, yeah. want to. And all of the advice that we essentially say to each other is, well, what do you want to do? Mm. And so much what I see out there is these new biz owners becoming replicate, like they're, they're repeating what other what they think that they need to do in order oh, to be right. successful so much it makes me want to vom because yes. i'm like there's 
but I don't I don't care that you can you you can make a lot of money really quickly telling me how to rake reels. Like that's great if you want to niche yourself down that small. But you'll burn out really quickly because your soul, that's not your, unless maybe it's your soul's purpose, but my intuition is telling me that no, it's, it's not, not. Re- probably your soul's pur- purpose. So you've come, we, we don't realize that we've often come here for so much more than we can even conceptualize. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I feel like the simplest way to say it is if you could only give yourself permission to be who you truly are in the world without apology mm. and being okay with that. And so you'll sometimes see on my social media when there's a reel going around at the moment and it's something like this is how I recharge or this is my happy place or something like that. And it's some them getting out of like an amazing tent or looking at a waterfall. And I did it yesterday and it was. A minute number of people are ever going to ever experience. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was lying on my couch in my tracky shorts and you can see my scars and my tattoos. And I'm like, this is how I recharge, you know, and it's you because you know, I mean, I could. I live. I live by the beach, so I probably could get in my car and go down the beach. But also, that's not always possible. So, mm-hmm. what is the thing that is possible for you in the quickest amount of time, and also in the, with the least amount of stress and trying to be someone else? How can you just take baby steps to be in, in your most authentic or loving way? you know, comes back to that radical self-acceptance. It does. If I radically accept my life and where I am and who I who I be, then who does that person, who is that person and what can they bring to the world? Yeah, yeah. Such a, a beautiful way to look at it, Ellen, something that I feel is so important for us to talk more about um, because you're right, there are little replicas of different things. I see it as, you know, coaching is predominantly my space and I also have a coaching certification. So I see it kind of from a different view there as well. But the number of, yeah, often younger in terms of younger in their tenure in business, not not age, um, yeah. newbie business owners just starting out, they kind of come and they jump on the social media scene and what seems to be the trend, what seems to be the thing where people are making money and they become a replica as best as, you know, I guess they can reiterate and try to be someone they're not. It do, tends to fail mm. quite epically often. Um, yeah. Or you can, I can often work out pretty quickly who someone's coaching with. Yes, same. Yeah. Their, same, their, yeah. Their visuals, their language, the names of things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where that's come from. And it might not be the the kind of the source coach. It might be someone down the line. But that also is a point that I'm talking about more and more in my content uh, the importance of us, well, firstly, there being some kind of a co- qualification with coaching methodology. Oh yeah, another conversation entirely. But also that, you know, coaching or coming to some space like coaching, mentoring, guide work, whatever you want to, what language you want to use, is not you just learning that from somebody else and regurgitating that. Like it's like, you know, what yes. your coach, what you learned from your coach and what, you know, who's teaching you or showing you demonstrating what they learned from their coach and all the way up the chain, wherever that ended up originating from. So we've got this vanilla experience. Yeah, it all looks and sounds yeah. the same. And it, that's, again, there's a big rebel in me. I don't like you. Like, it's, nah, yeah, it. it's, it's really interesting because, I, you know, when I first went and did my coaching in my NLP, I I went in to because I wanted to and I wanted to learn how to articulate my message. That was the basis of why I did a coaching um, because of linguistics and I, I didn't know how to really tell my story. Mm. Um, and 
it's so funny because as I've progressed in my business and as I've progressed in, you know, growing up and being, you know, nearly 40 and all that kind of stuff, just like self-belief and self-love, that all of that kind of, I mean, I've got all the meta models, I've got all the metaphors, I can do all of the questions, but so much of the coaching is actually just saying, I love you. Mm. And if you can feel my love and you can lean into that love, what would you do? What would, what, what would be possible for you? You know, there's, I found an old blog the other day and it was, and I remember the conversation with, that I had with another coach who told me that I hated my disability because I made jokes about it. Oh. And, and I, and I remember saying to him, and it was right before I was meant to facilitate a session, it was the worst possible time for him to try and nitpick yeah. me, like coach me at that time. And I remember writing this piece afterwards saying, why don't we just stop coaching people and love them instead? Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, uh, yes. Because coaching comes from this analytical, I need to fix you. I'm going to coach you because there's something wrong with you. Well, it can do because I had a different experience of that, but I think also that's influenced by the fact I've got qualifications in counselling and art therapy. So yeah. a different viewpoint, a different lived experience of the coaching model. And I see it as, yes, there's certainly are coaches like that and I uh, just drives me mental and breaks my heart at the same time, seeing the judgment, the shame, the criticism and the, the number of people I've had conversations with as potential and then clients over the years of like, I was told with all the crap that goes after, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you, yeah. like it just still shocks me because it's, disappointing in such a huge way but again it's coming from that it's not you know the way it's been shared is not right but I really see coaching as a very much an open expansive thing where it's you know true methodology is around how do we have the right kind of curious you know open-ended conversation and inquiry-based experience so we can guide people to their own resources and their own answers yeah yeah, yeah exactly. there's no judgment. Yeah. There's no telling you what to do. There's no advice giving because advice giving is not coaching. I know you know coaching, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about it a lot. You know, it's even often not education in there. Education has its place. Teaching has its place in coaching, but that's not in mm. its traditional format. But yes, I've also seen the examples of the very analytical, judgmental, critical. You know, there's something wrong and broken with you. We need to fix it. And I'm the yeah. kind of all being power that can make sure that that fix gets you know brought to life. No. Yeah, yeah, no, coaching. that's not good. That is not coaching. Anyone who's listening, that's not coaching. Not coaching. Get rid of that coach. <laughs> yes, exactly. If anyone, if you've ever worked with a coach or someone who calls themselves, I'm finding the word mentors coming up a lot more with people that would have not that long ago called themselves a coach, um, mm-hmm. and you feel terrible about something that happened in the experience with them, that's a huge sign to pay attention to. And to oh, come through, right? I've that's, got so many, Shannon. I've got so I many. Can I can you tell have. you. <laughs> yeah. But again, but also when you've got that beautiful self-belief that you're helping to, you know, bring to life in the world, you're able to make a discerning decision and go, you know what? No, and push back. I I'm the client that pushes back and get then told various things. And yeah. that's like, yeah, that's okay. Our relationship is no longer viable. That's okay. Yeah. We need to, we need to be in that space, don't we? It's that self-leadership and that self-responsibility of being able to make the decisions that work for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. And and to be unapologetic about it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we can have a whole nother conversation another time about this for sure, for sure. So I've got some questions I've been asking every one of the guests that come on the show. So I just put you in the hot seat for these ones now, Elle, um, you know, to bring us all back to also the reality that She Leads, She Thrives is about 
leadership and thriving too. So bring that all back in for everyone. So what role does leadership play in your life and your business? I'm loving all the answers. Well, so good. So um, my beautiful coach, Suzanne Goldstein, she has a program every year. Well, she does a thing every year. Instead of doing a New Year's resolution, she has a theme for the year. Ah, And so my theme for this year is actually leadership and being my own leader. Um, I've done lots of leadership training and I love, I love leadership training because so many of the conversations are around how can we lead people to, you know, follow us or to even mm-hmm. to a particular direction. Da, da, da. And I believe so much around, I believe that leadership is about cultivating relationships with people so that they can actually take lead themselves and take self-responsibility, that it's not actually about us. It's about stepping out of the way and, and, you know, so many of the things that I've learnt in my year, in my years as a business owner, you know, not not needing to be at the the front of everything, not mm-hmm. needing it to be about me. That so much of that our successes are about us, but also how much impact we're making as well, mm-hmm. and how much change we're making, and and being. You know, I'm, I'm going through a bit of a self-responsibility moment at the moment where I, as I mentioned before, I, I'm, I, I can feel that I am sitting on the cusp of something and I am super aware that I'm being a bit of a cock block to myself. Hopefully I'm allowed to say that. You can edit it yeah. out if you need to. <laughs> Work around. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, doing, doing, yeah, blocking myself a little bit because, I'm scared, but having to jump off, but having to lead myself to jump off the edge of the cliff, like it's going to happen anyway. So I might as well do it. Yeah. You got to get yourself there. Yeah. You do. And, you know, like you, I imagine, you know, we grow up in certain examples and leadership is shown to us as an external expression and it's about this in front. And one of my greatest learnings for this lifetime has certainly been about their role or the importance and significance of self-leadership and that actually the quality of that external leadership is kind of average unless you have really built that relationship with self, know how to self be self-led, self-responsible and all of the other beautiful things that can come with that, you know, yeah, in your own kind yeah. of way, working out your own vibe for that. So yeah, I've said it a few times, but I think we're really going to have to get all the answers to these questions and kind of do a mashup episodes because yeah. it's so great hearing the similarities, but also the beautiful diversity in all the answers. Yeah. Me, so it's just great. All right. Next one I've got for you, honey. How do you know you're thriving? How do I know I'm thriving? Um, when I'm laughing at myself. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I have little giggles at myself and my, and when I, when I'm just enjoying me and, and who I am as a person, you know, like I, I do laugh at myself quite a bit. I'm a bit of a giggler, but that's how I know that I'm thriving. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? It makes me think of, I did a program a couple of years ago, which was called Unbothered AF, so I won't swear, but you know what that means. And I loved it because it was really being able to be in that space where you were unbothered. It's not that you didn't care, but you were like, you know what? So I am showing up again un- unapologetically in all yeah. of the way, you know, ways and forms, and I am who I am. And it's such a uh, yeah. joy, you know, liberation to be able to be in that space, right? So cool, so cool. All right, couple more things to ask you, but firstly, 
how can people connect with you? Where do we go to connect with you in the online space as a starting point? And we'll make sure that everything is very easy in the show notes for people to do that. But here's your opportunity to share. Yeah, so my my Instagram is IMLSteel. My Facebook is IMLSteel Australia. You can connect with me on Facebook in my profile. It's just LSteel888. Uh, my website is IMLSteel. Everything is under IMLSteel. Um, and the self-belief club, all the details are under work with me and you can connect through there. So that will send you to the links and that's, we've, we've built our own beautiful home on money networks. So that people can come in and it's all beautifully branded and delicious. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, yeah. So if you've felt an, like a nudge, you know, trust that intuition. Elle's talked a lot about how yeah. important it is to do that. Trust that and let, you know, reach out, follow her for a starting point. As I said, I think my favorite place to follow most people's Instagram. I'm very visual. Yeah, ditto. yeah, that's my favorite. And then I kind of go and find people on um, Facebook as well. But, you know, the, to get to understand someone's life and stories, when we can share visuals and video and things now, it's so, so much, so much easier. I love saying to people every now and again, when I'm in networking, it's like, I started my business before there was social media and they, oh, youngsters, what did you do? Like, well, it was old fashioned. We went and networked. And networked. We other I but- remember the day I wish that I'd started my Instagram a little bit earlier. Cause I reckon I'd be hitting the 20,000 people yeah. now, but I, I left a little bit too late. Okay, we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. All right, honey, before we wrap up and kind of do a farewell, what's a kind of final piece of wisdom you'd love to share with the ambitious, you know, wise souls that are listening to us today? You're okay. You'll always be okay. Even in those moments when you don't know what direction that you want to go in, if you can just give yourself some space, go and get, make a cup of tea, go for a walk, ground your feet on the, you know, take your shoes off and literally put your feet in the dirt or on the grass and just breathe and just remember that, you know, bring yourself back to that soul, that soul, the embodiment of breath and all that, and it will be a game changer for you. I just always say my mantra to myself is I am safe because I'm with me. Oh, I love that, Earl. How beautiful. Again, simple but profound, right? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Of course, that's me. <laughs> very, very cool. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been so, so fun. Uh, I love this year, the conversations that we've got, kind of some things to talk about, but I never know where they're going to go. And I always sit in that beautiful place of trust that exactly what's meant to be shared is what's going to be captured in the conversations we have for the podcast. And again, another example of that today. So thank you so much for saying yes to me when I reached out. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm like I got my time booked. I'm good to go. Um, and we'll, um, you know, can't wait to share this with the world and see, you know, see what that leads to. It's been really great yeah. to see thank all you. of the guests getting so much joy out of, again, sharing with their own communities being in the spotlight on, on, you know, on podcast apps and also just where else that in terms of new people coming in, hopefully. So yeah, thank hopefully. you again, honey. Um, Thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to Ellen and I today. As I said before, if you're intrigued, go and follow her as a bare minimum. Find out what this, you know, intriguing woman is all about <laughs> and how she's blending all of her life, her lived and learned experience and her wisdom and intuition and everything into her business as well to support more of us to be, women who are, you know, as you said, have this beautiful radical self-acceptance and are overflowing with self-belief. What a joy the whole world would be if we all were like that. Oh, my God. Right? Let's hold that space, right? Let's hold that vision for everybody. So thank you for listening. 
be sure you kind of follow the show, rate, share it with your friends. If you love an episode or you love the whole lot, tell everyone about it so we can get more women out there remembering that they were born to thrive and there is an incredible opportunity for all of us every day to do just that. Thanks again, Elle. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.